remember, God has not forgot about you. He's not forgotten about your situation. In the book of Luke chapter 12 and 7, it says, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than the sparrows. This is how intimate he is with his children, that he knows the hair, every last hair on your head is numbered. So that means God knows what you're going through. God is the only one that can truly deal with it. I know, I know, you, 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 you like, you know, listen, preacher, you said this a million times, but I'm still going through. And the only thing we got to do that I'm going to tell you right now is keep on believing. Because God has not forgotten. Church, this is the pastor coming right at you. Come on, let's go ahead and get into this word. Again, we're going to get back into the uh, qualities of a preacher. We're going to be at First Timothy. First Timothy, I'm sorry. First Timothy, that's something, ain't it, church? First Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse number 3. First Timothy 3, we're going to be starting at verse 3. But the first thing we want to do is start, spark this with a prayer. Father, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this time, this opportunity. I, Lord, I love this church. I, I thank everyone, dear God, who has given to this church, who has become monthly subscribers, Father God, whether it's 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99. Lord, I am thankful, and Lord, I thank you for blessing those who give to this ministry, Father. Lord, as we get more into the, into your word, Father God, Lord, I Pray that it touch, heals, and delivers someone, Father God, in the name of touch, heal, and deliver someone in the mighty name of Jesus, dear God. Let their life be changed just by your word, just by your word, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So again, we're going to be at 1 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 3, okay? Remember, we were talking about the different qualities of a preacher, and remember, you can always, and this is what I'm, I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking, you know, I'm begging people. I want you to. I want you to, you know, respond. I want you to say, you know, I want you to say whatever's on your heart. But when you do it, I want you to send me an email. You can go to pastoronelife at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call, text, and leave a message at 267-863-9912. Or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash the pastor. You can go right to that website, right? You can listen to all of the content that we have there. You can leave a message there, whether it's by uh, uh, um, by actually writing a message or you can leave a voice message. There are two ways to do that on that website. And why are you there? If you're feeling in your heart enough to give, again, you can actually go there. And you can actually become a monthly subscriber. Again, it starts at $0.99. Cents. Then it goes up to $4.99. Then it's $9.99. Whatever for a monthly subscription that you would like to be, you would like to give to this ministry, the One Life Show, please, I'm asking you to give. In the mighty name of Jesus, just give. And it is going to help and make this ministry a lot more prosperous, okay? Because we're still planning on going to the airways. We are. We're just waiting 
for the hand of God to lead us because we don't want to do anything hastily in 2023. We want to do everything right and make sure it's done right as well, okay? So again, let's get into this word. Right, put your hands on it. Let's get into this word. All right, well, again, we have First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 3. We're talking about the qualities of a preacher. Again, you can go to pastoronelife at gmail.com. You can send us an email. You can send us a text. You can give us a call and leave us a message at 267-863-9912. Or you can go to anchor.com. Sorry, correction. It's called anchor.fm forward slash the pastor. You can go right there. You can type that into the um, the URL bar and the website will come up. You can leave us a message there as well. Okay, because we would like to hear from you. All right? So we're talking about the qualities of a preacher. Remember, we were discussing that we wanted to know um, on, on last week, we were dealing with uh, chapters 1 and 2. And today, we want to get down to verse number 3. Again, this is just, not this is just, I'm sorry. This is biblical, okay? Everything that I'm reading out of the Word of God, everything that I'm going over, it's all what the Word says, okay? The one thing that we do here at the One Life Show, the One Life Ministries, everything is the Word. Because remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, you know? So everything that we do is going to be Word-driven, and it's going to have word to back it. I promise you on that. All right? <clears throat> Again, we're going to be at verse number three. And verse number three reads, it says, once again, we're going over these different qualities of, 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 a, of a preacher, of a pastor, of a bishop, of a leader of a church, okay? They all, they all coincide together. I'm going to read verse, verse number two first. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, uh, Diligent, sober, of good behavior, given the hospitality at the teeth. Okay? Verse number three. Not given to wine, nor stricter. Not greedy, of filthy liquor, but patient. Not a brawler, not coveting. Verse number four. One that ruleth well in his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. Okay? Now, for if a man know not how to rule his house, how shall he take care of the house and or the church of God? Okay? Again, First Timothy chapter 3, verse 3. And it reads, Not given to wine, nor stricter, nor gritty, a filthy liquor, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. One that ruleth his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man, this is verse number five, for if a man know not how to rule his house, how shall he take care of the church or the house of God? So this is something important. With these qualities, we see here uh, some more stuff that Paul is saying that leaders of the church should be, okay? Leaders of the church should be. And, and not given to wine. So let's, let's go into this just a little bit deeper because, you know, there are a lot of people like, well, you know, they drank wine at the celebration. They drank wine here. You know, drink, drink, drink. Okay, listen, listen. Understand something. 
I'm sipping my tea. Understand something about wine. The wine that they drank back then is not like the wine we do now. That's number one. The second thing, the second thing that you have to understand as when you when you are a leader, right? Verse number two says you can you have to and I'm gonna read it. You have to be a husband of one wife, vigilant, and what sober. So it's just going back into uh, in regards of being sober, not given to wine. How do we get drunk? We get drunk by drinking wine. Okay? Of course. You know, there's, there's different levels of everything. There is. But the one thing that I know, and I will stand by all the time, if you are buzzed, you are drunk. I don't care if you can hold 5,000 gallons of liquor in your body. If you are buzzed, you are drunk. All right. So, so going back to the qualities, when we are not uh, um, sober, then we and we don't have a sober mind. That's going to lead leaders and or people to to do and make foolish decisions. Understand something about those that um, that are bishops, those that are leaders of, of of the leaders of the church. Okay, they have to make decisions. Sometimes the decision is it, it will and can be the hard decision. Uh, I really am not going to give any examples in that because I want the church. I want you guys to go out and do some research on your own of exactly what type of hard decision can a can a leader of the church would have to make for the church. All right, because you have to understand something. Making a a, a decision whether it's, it's small or large, it still isn't an easy way to make a decision because somebody is going to be uh, affected either positively or negatively by the decision, okay? So, again, church, you guys go out and, and I want you guys to do your own research and come to your own conclusion with, with that because it's, it's something that's important because, with, uh, because what we're dealing with those who want to be leaders of a church, leaders of your ministry, leaders of your home, right? Okay, not given to wine, no striker, right? Can't be going around hitting people because not greedy of filthy liquor, okay? But patient, not a brawler, not covetous. Did you hear all these things that Paul is saying that a, a, a preacher, a leader of the church shouldn't be? But, I mean, really think about this for a moment because I, ha I have to stop for a moment to really think about it myself of, of, of exactly that. How many times have we seen this in our church? You know, fighting in the church. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've heard and seen with my own eyes people fighting in the church. People fighting in the church. It's, 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 it's a remarkable mind-blowing thing for me because I grew up in the church. I grew up in the church. And, and to see people do that and you grow, you get older and you read the word of God and you read something like this, not a brawler, not a striker. You know, it's like, okay, so everybody must be drunk. Everybody must be been drinking wine, right? Because nobody's doing right. And when I'm, I am talking about leaders. I'm not talking about laymen. I'm not talking about just the kind of, you know, people sitting in the pews. No, I'm talking about leaders of the church. Seeing it with my own eyes, okay? 
one, in verse 24, one that ruleth his own house. This is important. Let me tell you why verse number four, one that ruleth his, his own house. Let me tell you why this is very important. Because we have so many people, right, that are quote-unquote leaders of a church, pastors, bishops, or whatever, what have you, okay? They're leading their homes and other people's homes. Hmm. Okay, I know you like preacher. How does that happen? So, so let me tell you how it actually happens. Uh, you can be counseling someone, and your counseling goes outside church time. You're getting phone calls in the middle of the night about domestic stuff. No, 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 no. Nope. Not this pastor, anyway. You, you, that's not going to happen with this pastor. We're going to have a set time where we need to talk about things. Yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. And then, and then you would, you should have a number for like, you know, for an emergency use, not to talk, but for an emergency, like something happens. Okay, pastor's coming. I'm coming through. Pastor's coming through. Yes, but I am not, and I would refuse anyone. For me to start putting demands over someone else's home. First of all, you ain't going to do that to me. No one is on earth besides Jesus Christ himself is going to tell me how to run my house. <clears throat> no one. Now, am I being a, a brawler? No, I'm not being a brawler. But I'm, I'm giving you, an, I, I want the church, I want you to understand, I'm giving you an example. Excuse me, I'm drinking my hot tea. I want to give you an example because I want you to have an understanding, church, about being ruler over your own home. You cannot, and it is impossible, to rule two households. It is impossible. You can't do it. You cannot. But I have heard. I'm not going to say I've seen, because I haven't seen. I've been around church for a, lot, a long, very, very long time, but I have heard of preachers trying to rule two houses, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No. You cannot, as a leader of a church, put a demand on somebody else's home. Prime example, number one, it's not your home. Number two, the word of God is not necessarily your word. It's not your rule. The word of God is the rule of God's rule. So you have to rule your house as God would say, not how another man would say. That's what I'm trying to say. Especially when those are married. When you are married, your household gets run by the decision, decisions, I'm sorry, decisions between male and female, the husband and wife of that home, okay? All right, because let me, let me tell you something here with this scripture. And if you, if you want me to dive deeper, I can. Hit me up at 267-863-9912. Leave me a message or a text that you would like to go deeper, I will. Or you can email me at pastor1life at gmail.com. I have no problem doing it. 
So let me tell you, a man is not running his house by himself. A man is not running a house by himself. That's why Paul is saying, Paul is saying this, one that ruleth his own house, meaning your own business, right? Your own house, right? Having his children in subjection with all gravity, right? Okay, let's look at let's look at that. Let's look at that. And, and I'm I'm just I, church. I'm gonna take my time on this. Okay, on this one scripture, I want to take my time because it's this stuff that God gave me is important. It's important. It's very yes, God. Yes, it is. It's very important, church, and I want you to hear me clearly. Okay, when it comes down to children. Right? The Bible teaches us to raise up a child in the way so that he'll never leave God. Right? He'll never leave God. Right? So when we raise a child in the way of the Lord so that that he or she may never depart, okay? That is, that is keeping your children with all gravity. Now, the other side of this with gravity also deals, you know, we all know gravity means balance. Okay, that's that's what the text is saying. With all balance, okay? So when you when you have the biblical side that you're teaching your children, you also have to teach them the other side of that as well. <coughs> meaning, meaning school age children, not even school age children, your children have to know what the word says and what the world is doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what the world says and what the word says, you have to put them all together. You have to teach your children really what's right and what's wrong. Okay? That that's how that's what the balance is. Got to teach your children balance. Balance. Okay? Got to got to learn to balance the word of God into the lives Excuse me. Got gotta get it gotta get it in there. So that it's an under full understanding of what the word says and what the world says. Okay. Number five, right? If a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? So Remember when we first started this last week? Excuse me, I'm drinking my tea. It says, First Summer chapter 3, verse 1. The truth, sorry, this is a true saying if a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good bishop. Right? So, if you desire to be a leader of the church. The word has, I, I got so many different versions. This is the uh, uh, New King James Version. I got I got so many versions of the word of God. But when you desire to do this job, to do this work, it's not a job, I'm sorry. To do this work of being a leader of a, a leader of, your, of a church, a leader of God's house, there's certain standards you got to do. So before you can think about leading people, 
Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Before you can think about leading people outside of your house, you have to first lead your house to God. That's first and foremost. You got you got to lead your house to God. So if you're not on your face praying, if you're not fasting, right? Come on, I, I, and then the leaders. I hope. I hope. You, I hope. In the name of Jesus, this message gets to someone that can that, that really understand where I'm going. If they, Lord, listen, we have to make sure our houses are right. Before we can call ourselves, yeah, I've been called, I've been called to lead people to God. And your house is in shambles. Your house is in shambles. You are a leader of your home. And you can, you feel good enough in your heart that you can go ahead and leave your house in shambles. And go preach the word of God. I mean, dear God. And I've seen it now. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. People's homes are in shambles. But they get up on that pulpit and preach the word. Yeah, but your house. And, and, and I'm saying this because God knows. God knows when, when I felt as though I got called. And I felt. When I got called to preach the word of God, God knows my heart. I'm thinking I'm going to be leading churches. No. No. God said, I'm going to give you something better. I don't want you to lead these churches. These churches don't want me. But since, son, you want me, I'm going to give you all of me, and I'm going to give you a word to give to the church. I'm thankful because you know what? I'm not saying that I'm a perfect person. I'm not. But I rule my own house. I work my own house. And when I mean rule, I'm not meaning dictatorship. People walking around on eggshells, standing up, standing up straight and like we in the military. No, but I do what I do in my house, along with my wife. We run this house together. Yes, we do run the house together. But when I'm focusing on this word of God, I, I want the church to understand that I do. What I'm supposed to do in my home. So when God gives me that opportunity, hey, how am I? He gives me that blessing. Thank you, Jesus. When I when when we first when we buy our first church, I mean the saints is coming. We buy our first church. We buy our first church, the church we pay for, and I can lead people to God. I can lead people right straight to God. Because I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. So again, church, you know, this is the pastor coming right at you. I want to hear from you. I want to hear of the qualities that you believe a pastor should be. Again, you can always email us at pastoronelife at gmail.com. You can give us a call. Leave us a message at 267-863-9912. Or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash the pastor. You can leave a message there. And if you, you know, you feel it on your heart to be, you've been led by God, please donate. Become a monthly subscriber, 99 cents, 9.99. And 
so good. God is definitely so good. And, you know, for everyone that goes and becomes a monthly subscriber, I want to say to you, thank you ever so much for supporting this ministry. I am so, so happy. I am so pleased. Let me tell you something. I have gotten off of being on this podcast, dealing with Anchor, and I'm so happy. I have 317 total plays of my video that God has blessed me to do, put on air. I am so, so happy because, you know, the Bible says and teaches us that we can get the one. I, you, you know, the 99 is going to be fine, but we got to get that one. And that's all that I pray for, is that one person to get saved. That's all that I pray for. And again, you want to get with my man, Tone, right? Because God has not forgotten. God, God has not forgotten. God has not has not forgot if he said that he would do it it will come to pass God has not forgot God has not forgot can you help me say God has not going on everybody how's everybody doing don't y'all know God is good and he's been good to us all the time for all the days of our life I'm so thankful that you listen to this broadcast I'm so thankful that in the name of Jesus you're being blessed by it I'm so thankful to God I prayed a long time for something like this to share with the world, with my listeners. And I'm, I'm happy to do what I do on this podcast for all of those that listen. It is not a job, but for me it is definitely, definitely, definitely a pleasure. And if you will, just turn to the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. What I want to do is reach out the hand of God to you. Because I just don't do this just for pleasure or anything like that, but I really do this because I want those people that don't know the truth to know the truth. And in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus 
and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I want to read that again. The book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know, in our lives, we, we, we require a lot. We require a lot from God. Whether it's whether it's trying to get through a hard time, a hard trouble, what we'll, whether it is we, we just require so much as being people, as being human beings. We, we, we require a lot. And what I want to offer you is because you require so much, it's for that your soul to be saved. And what I want you to do is think about your issue. This is the one time that I really want you to dig down inside your soul. And I want you to reach and grab a hold to that issue. And I want you to say, Lord, this is your issue. It is no longer mine. Jesus, please come into my heart. Jesus, I believe that you were raised on the third day. I believe that God raised you. Father, in the name of Jesus, please hear the cry of your people, Father God. And in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, it says, If you confess it with your mouth that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you believe that God raised Jesus up from the dead, if you believe that, it's really simple. He doesn't ask a whole lot of anything from you, but for us to just believe. We want so much from him. The only thing he's asking is for you to believe that he raised up his son. Jesus Christ from the dead and if you believe it in your heart as it says in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 you are saved and in the name of Jesus may you be healed and delivered from all 